The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to my script reading. This script is called After College. It was written in 2019 by yours truly, and today I'm going to read it to you. So, let's begin from the top. Phil Collins' Easy Lover blasts on over the opening title credits, which are told which are laid over Adam and Mark reenacting the entire 1984 music video, shot for shot, the whole thing, from the helicopter takeoff to Phil Collins and Philip Bailey goofing around on movie sets, but instead it's our main leads, Adam and Mark, just palling around. Adam is Philip Bailey, wearing the same black leather pants and 80s ugly sweater. Mark is Phil Collins, with an obviously fake blonde wig plastered on his head. We get through the first verse, then the chorus, then right as the two singers croon out, she's an easy lover, we jump from title credits to interior, dirty living room, night. We open on a large digital clock on a wooden coffee table next to Adam, 22, black, as it turns from 2.59 to 3 a.m. His eyes open abruptly. He sits up on the couch that he's been sleeping on. He sees small dark figures on four legs run across the room. In the darkness, Adam can barely see the layout of the room, but he's alert, anticipating something. A fat cat jumps onto the pillow behind him. Adam turns around and swats it away. He stands up with a slipper in his hand, looking into the dark abyss. Another cat scurries behind him. Adam swirls around, now facing a tattered love seat in the corner of the living room. He looks to find a smaller cat hiding behind a love seat. The cat purrs, its eyes like small reflectors in the blue nighttime darkness. Adam, that's right, you stay your ass over there. Just then, behind Adam, we see the fat cat jump onto Adam's makeshift couch bed. He spins around and lurches forward, attempting to swat the cat off his bed. Loudly, you fat fuck! Just before Adam can make the contact, He trips over a beer can and falls face face first onto his couch bed. The cat calmly hops off the couch and onto the floor. The lights turn on, and behind Adam, we see Beverly, 23 white, South Philly blonde. In the doorway of the living room, arms crossed, she's staring at Adam with true contempt. Beverly, can you keep quiet for one fucking night? I have work in two hours. Adam, getting up. Every night your stupid cats try to crawl onto me, and I have to fight them off. This is their room, Beverly says. They're cats, Adam says. Beverly, and you're a squatter. Mark, 22, black, O-lineman build, saunters up behind Beverly, inspecting the scene. Mark, what's going on? Beverly, back to bed, Mark. Mark walks away, rubbing his eyes, yawning. Okay. Beverly, back to bed, Adam. Beverly turns off the lights. Adam is left still standing in the trash living room. Interior, bedroom, day. Mark awakens to the buzzing of his cell phone on the nightstand next to his bed. He turns to pick it up. Mark looks at his screen to find a notification for 8,000 missed calls. They're all from Beverly. Mark calls her back. Mark, hello? Beverly, stop sleeping in. I told you, I'll just keep calling until you wake up. Mark, yawning. Yeah, I'm up now. Beverly, okay, now go look for a job. I printed out some copies of your resume. Go hand it out. Mark, 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Beverly. Seriously, Mark, if I come home and I find that resume still sitting on the counter, it's not going to be good. Mark, I know. Beverly. Then go do it. The call, the call goes dead. Mark looks at his phone as he receives a text message. From Beverly, it reads, Seriously, I will beat the shit out of you. Do not try me. Interior. Messy living room. Day. Mark walks into the living room and finds Adam already up, looking at something on his laptop. Mark, you writing, bro? Adam, yeah, a little. We see on a close of Adam's laptop computer screen that he's looking at sweaters on Uniqlo. Adam closes his laptop and grabs the TV remote as Mark plops down on the armchair next to the couch. They watch TV in silence for a moment. Mark looks over at the kitchen. There's a stack of papers on the corner. He looks to Adam. Hey, do you want to go with me to look for some jobs today? Adam. Yeah, sure, man. Mark. I doubt it'll be that hard. Somewhere's got to be hiring. Adam. Of course. It's all about how you present yourself. You got to be confident that they need you and you'll get the job. Mark. Yeah, confidence. Adam. Confidence! That's it, man. That's the only thing employers are looking for. Did I know shit about home loans when I got that interview last summer? No. But I went up to that office knowing that I was going to get the job and they felt me, so I got it. It's that simple. Mark. Didn't your mom work there? Adam. Yeah, that's why I was so confident. Mark gets up from the couch and walks towards the kitchen. Interior, kitchen, day. The kitchen is just as ransacked as the living room, with dishes stacked high in the standing water sink. Mark picks up a copy of his resume from the kitchen countertop. From Mark's POV, we see, under the title, there's only one line that reads, Library Kirk, Clerk, June to July 2016. Mark sighs audibly. Interior, living room, day. Adam's turning off the TV as Mark walked back into the room. Adam, hey man, I'm hungry. Before we go, let's get breakfast. Mark, I have 50 cents. Adam says, and I have $2. 250 is enough for the breakfast of champions. Mark, hey, wait, you're right. Mark and Adam smile as we cut to. Exterior, gas station convenience store, day. Adam and Mark walk up to their neighborhood gas station convenience store. There's a bum on the sidewalk who tips his sweaty baseball cap as he sees the two walk towards the entrance. Bum, my boys. Adam, no money today, bro. We need every cent. Bum, that's all right. Y'all be easy. Adam and Mark walk into the convenience store. Interior convenience store, day. We're on Mark as he opens the, fr the fridge door to grab a 40-ounce malt liquor bottle. He passes it to Adam. Adam, breakfast of champions, baby. Mark. Let's go. Interior, convenience store, checkout counter. Adam and Mark toss their crumpled bills and loose change into the spilled soda stained countertop. The elderly clerk ringing them up looks at Adam with a side-eyed glance of disapproval. Adam doesn't notice. He's just staring at the 40 ounce like an idiot. Clerk, getting earlier every day, huh? Adam, it's cheaper than food and it's more fun. Mark, <laughs> see you tomorrow. The old clerk shakes her head, watching the two walk out, laughing to herself. What happened to our children? Exterior, gas station convenience store, day. The two immediately start downing the large 40 ounce outside of the entrance, with the homeless man watching them. The bum gives them two thumbs up, and the three of them all laugh as we cut to 
Exterior, Uptown New Orleans streets, continuous, day. We're in a montage set to happy-go-lucky top 40s pop rock, and Mark and Adam frolic around Uptown New Orleans, passing colorful shotgun homes and hipster-dominated commercial streets. The whole time, they're passing the 40-ounce back and forth, because you can do that in New Orleans. Going down a quirky, gentrified street, Adam and Mark wink at some sorority girls sitting at the front porches. Right at the crescendo of their montage, we see a close-up of Mark's foot hitting a jagged piece of cement on the sidewalk, causing him to stumble off balance and eat shit. He falls face first and smashes into the hard pavement. The music stops. Cut to exterior park bench, midday. On Mark, he's got tissues in his nose, trying to catch the drying blood. He's downing the last of the 40-ounce. The two sit in silence, slumped on the park bench facing a lush uptown park. Adam, what time is it? Mark, it's three. Adam, how do you know that? You didn't look at your phone. Mark, look at the sun. It's beginning to wane. Adam, you're full of shit. Just as Mark turns to Adam to respond, the gongs of a nearby church bell ring out. The bell tolls three times, signifying that it is 3 p.m. Mark smiles. That's right. Adam, you fucking guessed it, you fraud. The two share a laugh as we hear the buzz of Adam's phone receiving a text message. Adam rummaging through his pockets. Hold up. Adam opens the phone and reads a message from Francois that reads, Got sticks on deck. Come through. Adam, Frankie's got sticks. Mark, we have no bread. Adam, it's all good. He owes me. Mark, shouldn't we be passing out these resumes? Adam, what resumes? Mark looks around to realize they never brought the resumes with them. Mark, oh shit. Adam, yeah, let's get these sticks uh, before they run out. Mark takes, oh, Mark takes his phone and looks down at it. We see a special timer that's on his dashboard. The numbers are counting down with only a few hours left. Mark looks back up at Adam, snapping out of the sinister trance. Sure, uh, but let's make it quick. I want to get home before Beverly does. Adam, yeah, of course. We're going to just pick him up. Cut to, interior, Francois' drug den, establishing. The windows are blacked out, covered with blankets and ASAP Rocky posters. The red neon lights above make Adam squint as he steps over dumped rello guts and strewn clothes on the floor of the messy foyer-slash-living room. Mark and Adam walk into Francois' living area, comprised of a low-rise couch with empty Amazon boxes and broken bongs littered around the space. Francois, 24, is a trust fund burnout that dresses like he bought the entire Palace Skate Company lookbook. He's every drug dealer everyone's ever had that went to a private college. Interior, Francois's bedroom. Close on Francois dropping two white Xanax bars into Adam's open palm. Adam passes one to Mark. Adam, sick, thanks. Francois sits down at the edge of his bed while Adam and Mark lounge on two dirty beanbag chairs across from him. Francois sparks a blunt in the dark room, revealing his passed out girlfriend sleeping on the bed behind him. Mark, how's Kira? Francois, tired. Mark, yeah. The three sit in silence as Francois hits the blunt once and passes it to them. Adam, you hear about the cove shutting down? Francois, yeah, it's a shame. Mark, that bar should have been a national landmark. Francois, commemorating what? Rehypnol? The three burst out laughing. Mark, still laughing. Man, that place was awful. Adam, that's what happens when you let frat kids run a bar. Francois, hey, I was in a frat. Adam, what frat? Francois thinks for a second, then, 
Alpha Phi something or the other. Mark takes blunt from Adam. I think it was called Alpha Phi Cocaine. The three laugh again. Oh shit. You know what? I got beers in the fridge, Francois says. Y'all want one? Adam. Hell yeah. Mark looks to Adam. Shouldn't we be getting back soon? I think Beverly's gonna be coming home in like two hours. Adam. We'll have one beer and then bounce. Chill out. We've got a smooth two hours. Mark. True. Adam. Yeah, nigga. We'll be out of here in like 30 minutes. Cut to. Interior. Francois' bedroom. Night. Adam suddenly gasps awake and lurches up. <laughs> He's sleeping on a pile of crushed beers and blunt wraps. Francois is asleep on the bed. Mark is knocked out on the beanbag chair. Adam hears an aggressive buzzing of a cell phone on vibrate somewhere off in the house. Adam begins to stand up when... BLAM! An explosion knocks him off his feet. The smoke alarm goes off deafeningly, followed by an onslaught of water from the sprinklers triggering. Francois gets up. Francois... What the fuck? Adam looks at him, then to Mark, who's still somehow asleep, and then to the fireball of flames and smoke that plumes into the corridor from the living room. Mark finally wakes up. Francois' girlfriend is up, banging on the window to break the glass and jump out. Adam girlishly screams. It's complete pandemonium. Mark jumps up, clambers to the window, picks up a lamp, raises it, and cut to. Exterior, Francois' shotgun house. Night. Mark and Adam are draped in safety blankets from the fire department as fire hoses uh, hose down the flaming house. Francois and his girlfriend are huddled in the corner, crying. Adam, what the fuck happened? Mark, I don't know, man. Adam, I just woke up and then there was this buzzing sound. Mark, looking around. Oh shit, I must have left my phone in there. It's not on me. Adam, you don't think... Mark, what? Adam, nah, it's stupid. Mark looks at him and just begins to understand. Mark, we have to get out of here. Adam, what? Mark, Beverly, man. By now she's come home and seen that I didn't go looking for a job. Adam, oh shit. Adam takes off the safety blanket. Mark stands up and does the same. Just as they're about to sneak away from the scene, Adam spots a car speeding towards the scene with its high beams on. A police officer in a safety vest blows his whistle at the car, attempting to halt it. Beverly's Ford F-150 smashes onto the cop with its 24-inch wheels and high suspension, completely flattening the police officer underneath it. Adam and Mark run away, zigging off the street and through an alley between two shotgun homes. Hold on, Allie. Let me pause here. Okay, continuing. Exterior, neighborhood, alleyways, night continuous. Mark and Adam are climbing fences and sneaking through backyards, trying not to get back into the main road. In the distance, we hear dogs barking. Adam, fuck, bloodhounds. Mark sees the shadow reflection of a pack of bloodhounds on the side wall of a house that they're hiding behind. Mark and Adam scramble towards a backyard fence and vault over it, running through, the, running through yet another backyard as the dogs clamor and bark. Exterior, Magazine Street, night. Mark and Adam suddenly find themselves on a packed street with bars and restaurants on either side. Adam looks up at the nearest street sign which reads, Magazine Street. Around them are dozens of student-age partiers dressed up in ridiculous outfits. It looks like they're in some sort of outdoor Halloween party. Mark, what the fuck is going on? Adam, it's pub crawl weekend. If you go to magazine with a crazy costume, most bars will let you drink for free. Mark, 
Good. We should be able to lose her in the crowd. Mark and Adam walk down magazine, passing by cross-dressing frat guys and women dressed as different versions of the Mother of Dragons from Game of Thrones. Excuse me. Then, Mark notices Adam stop abruptly. Mark, what? Adam, shit, man. Look, it's Ralph. From Mark's POV, we see Ralph, right, white, mid-twenties, looks like every frat guy you've ever seen in any college comedy, moosed hair, shark smile. Every, standing in the back of a pickup truck that is adorned with Greek letters on the back bumper. He's holding a beer bong over a girl kneeling down and drinking the oncoming to add mixture of beer and liquor that Ralph was pouring into the funnel. Mark and Adam run up to him and rush through the other frat congregates to get up to the truck. Adam, Ayo, Ralph! Ralph, Ayo, what up, slime? Ralph jumps off the back of the truck and embraces Adam. Just as Adam begins to respond, the girl on the back of the truck throws up into the crowd. The gathering frat dudes around the truck run away from the vomit spewing onto the street. Mark, holy hell. Ralph, yeah, she always does that. The girl is seen laughing and high-fiving some of the returning onlookers. Mark, what the fuck? Adam, unfazed, stays on Ralph. How have you been, man? I thought you were back home in Maryland. Ralph, hey, man, fuck MD. I was hanging with some of my boys for the pub crawl weekend. Ralph notices Mark and Adam aren't as festive as everyone else around them. Ralph, why aren't y'all dressed up? And why are you guys so sweaty? Adam, we're running from Beverly. Ralph, to Mark, you're still with her? Mark, I can't leave. Adam, where are you headed now? We could use a spot to lay low. Ralph, yeah, you know what? Come back to mine. Let's smoke a blunt. Adam, fuck yeah. Mark, we gotta make sure we're not being followed. Ralph, yo, relax, narc. Ralph and, Ralph and Adam share a laugh as they walk off with Mark trailing behind, who's still looking around, cautious. Interior, luxury condo, night. Ralph walks Mark and Adam into his impressive uptown condo. It's got all the southern gothic trimmings you'd find in a New Orleanian mansion. All the crown molding and, spack and sparkling chandeliers, only its appliances are all state-of-the-art. Adam, shit, you're doing well. Ralph, yeah, energy's a good industry to be in down here. Adam, well, what's the overhead on this place? Ralph, shit, a lot, but still almost nothing compared to what everything would be in a place like this back home, you know? Adam, looking up at the chandelier, yeah, I bet. Mark sits down at the bar stool in the kitchen. He looks at the kitchen island counter and notices deep razor marks and white residue everywhere. Mark, you're still partying like it's senior year, huh? Ralph, oh, that. Nah, I had a housewarming party last weekend. Mark, shit's everywhere. Adam, you got any more of that? Ralph smiles. He takes a bindle out of his pocket. Adam sees, the, Adam sees him hold it up, smiling back widely. Someone else's ride by Ghost Hustler starts playing. Before Ralph can open the baggie, Mark stands up. The music stops. Mark, no, no more fucking drugs, man. We're on the run. Adam, dude, she'll calm down in an hour. I bet she's back in bed by the time we sneak back there anyways. Mark, Adam, we can't be fucking around anymore tonight. Mark gets in between Ralph and Adam, stopping the oncoming cocaine train. Ralph, what's the big deal? What, did you cheat on her? Mark, no, I was supposed to go looking for a job today, but Adam and I got distracted. And I left all my resumes at the house, so she knows I didn't do shit, and she's pissed. Ralph, she's this pissed? 
Adam, well, it's been like three months since uh, we stopped looking for work. Ralph, didn't you graduate three months ago? Adam, yeah. Ralph, so then you never started looking for work. That's, that's why she's pissed. Mark, we have been mute mooching for a little while now. Ralph, undoing Bindle. See, just apologize, and she'll calm down. Adam, walking over to Ralph, I think if you just tell her you're sorry, she'll go easy on you. Mark, Adam, you live with me. You're not coming back coked up. In a huff, Adam walks off of Ralph, who's about to enjoy the key bump to himself. Adam, this fucking sucks, man. Mark, let's just smoke a blunt and call it even. Exterior, luxury, luxury condo, night. Later. It's quiet on the street outside of Ralph's condo. Lanterns are burning. Interior, Ralph's condo, night. On Ralph putting the last of a blunt out as he finishes exhaling. The three are seated on a plush living room, facing each other in a smoking circle. Mark is staring off, eyes glassy red. Ralph, what time is it? Adam, late. Mark, we should get out of here soon. Adam, yeah, Beverly's probably calmed down. Ralph, you know, for the walk home, we should do a bump. Adam, nah, Mark was right. It's not the move. Ralph shrugs and then raises the key up to his nose and sniffs. Mark watches him, then gets up and walks into the bathroom door and opens it. Interior, bathroom, night. Adam and Ralph are carrying on conversation outside. Mark looks in the mirror, noticing how red his eyes are. He turns on the faucet and splashes some water on his face. Interior, living room, night. Adam and Ralph are sitting across each other, joking around. Mark re-enters the living room. Mark, what are y'all laughing at? Ralph. Oh, Adam was just reminding me about that time I took a shit in the elevator at you guys' freshman dorm. Mark starts laughing. Oh, shit, I remember that. Adam. And remember those girls from Gamma Phi Formal? They, they went right in after us? The three bursted out laughing. Then, shit, man, you know what? Fuck it. One bump couldn't hurt. Ralph. Now that's what I'm fucking talking about. Nightcap. Adam, fuck yeah, nightcap, with Adam and Ralph chanting, nightcap, nightcap, over and over. Mark kneels down as Ralph takes out a bindle and scoops out a small bump of cocaine with a house key. Mark takes a sniff and they all cheer, hey! Just as the laughing subsides, the sound of a car engine accelerating in the distance can be heard. Mark smiles, Mark's smile fades as he hears it. Adam shakes his head. He hears it too. Ralph, you hear that? The sound of a car screeching to a halt right outside of the condo. Mark. I might as well go out there and face the music. Adam. I'll come with you. Ralph. Bro, Mark, it won't be that bad. She'll probably... Then snap! Buckshot tears Ralph's front door in two. Adam screams. Mark looks up at the front door to find that it's split open by shotgun blasts. Ralph is frozen in the shock. Adam hasn't stopped screaming since the initial blast, and Mark, frozen, sees black ops stormtroopers coming through the door. They walk over and throw a black bag over Adam's head. Mark jumps up and scrambles away, with Ralph quick enough to dodge the black ops team and trail behind Mark. The two run up Ralph's stairs on to a second level, dodging another splash of buckshot just as they make it up the stairs. Interior, upstairs condo, night. Unsure where to go, Ralph turns to Mark turns to Ralph. Mark, where's the safest room? Ralph, here, hide in the closet. I'll hide under my bed. 
The sound of rattling gear of the Black Ops kill team coming up the staircase forces Mark to make a decision. He takes Ralph's advice and jumps into the closet. From Mark's POV, we see Ralph closing the door as Mark gets into the closet. Then, we hear the Black Ops team lead man, lead man, HALT! Where is he? Mark, closes, his eyes closed, hearing the sound of his own heartbeat racing. Ralph, he's in the closet! Mark, what? No! Back it, on Mark's POV, the door opens and a 6'6 linebacker of a Black Ops squad leader grabs him by the collar and hoists him out. Ralph, I have no idea who he is, I swear. Mark is carried down the stairs, screaming, as a black hood is thrown over his head. Cut to black. Exterior. Mark in Beverly's bungalow. Day. Establishing. It's morning. Quiet and tranquil on Mark and Beverly's uptown street. Interior. Mark and Beverly's bungalow. Day. Mark and Adam sit at the kitchen and table. Uh, sit at the kitchen table and interview appropriate attire. Nice white shirts with a tasteful tie. Adam has a coffee mug in his hand, and Mark's looking down at a plate of eggs over easy. Adam stares at the coffee mug, defeated. Beverly comes into the kitchen, slinging her purse over her arm. She kisses Mark on the cheek. Beverly, good luck today, baby. Mark, thank you, dear. Beverly walks towards the door. She pauses. Beverly, you get one do-over. Don't embarrass me. Beverly closes the door and walks out. There's a moment of silence. Adam breaks the dead air with a brief chuckle. <laughs> so, uh, where are we going to go first? Mark, still playing with his eggs, silent. Adam, confused. Yo! Mark, I I've been thinking. Maybe it's time we did something different. Adam, what do you mean? Mark, I was thinking that maybe we should look for jobs today separately. Adam looks at Mark. He's picking up what Mark's putting down. Adam, sure, man. I get you want space. Plus, I was thinking about stopping by Kelly's crib. Maybe score a free bump. Mark looks at Adam, stone-faced. Maybe you and I should spend a little more time apart. Adam, what? Mark, don't act like this is a complete surprise, man. It's been months. We're still acting like seniors. Ralph's right. Fucking Beverly's right. We shouldn't be living like this, man. Adam, so if I get a job, that'll make you happy? Man, we could be waiting tables right now. I mean, if that's what you want. Mark, I need a change, man. You need a change. Adam, don't tell me what I need, bro. We both know you could go back home to Maryland and get a cushy job anytime you want. You stay here with me because you like getting high and I like getting high. That's why we're in New Orleans, Mark. It's not for jobs. Mark, well, I don't want that anymore. I want a life. Fuck this shit. Mark gets up from the table and storms out of the uh, storms out of the kitchen. Adam watches him walk down to the hallway. Adam, Mark, don't be such a fucking pussy. We hear Mark's door slam shut. Adam yells, "Mark!" Exterior, uptown street, corner of Britannia and St. Charles. Day. Adam's pulling his tie off and strutting down St. Charles towards the corner of the street. He takes his phone out of his pocket while rounding the corner. He tosses the tie onto the street. Adam, to the person on the phone, yeah, I'm here. We go wide to reveal Adam is walking up the steps of a large three-story Victorian-style home. He knocks on the door. Exterior, front of door, or front, ho front door of home. Uptown, day, Kelly, 22, redhead, opens the door. She's a beauty, 
But the glassy eyes and three-day-old tank top register her as another junkie compatriot of Adam's. Kelly. What's up, nigga? Adam. What's good? I think I just got kicked out of Mark's place. Interior. Uptown home. Day. I'm going to stop here.